When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the American Pipeline podcast presented by BetMGM and McKenny Hockey. I am Mike Stevens, and this is Sydney Wolf from Larink Live. Sydney, how are you doing? Doing good. It feels like we're finally sort of wrapping things up, which is weird because when we started, everything was just kind of starting. And now it feels mm-hmm. like we're getting to the tail end a little bit here, which is crazy because I feel like the past few months have just like flown by so quickly. Um, but it should be a, a fun few weeks with lots of like championship games and national title games and all the fun end of year stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's, this is, this is a blast. This is an extremely, extremely busy time of the year uh, for at least, at least for college hockey. Um, Before we get into college hockey, let's do a couple of USHL, uh, you know, maybe a little news and notes here, starting with Cole Iserman, um, who officially set the U17 record for the national team development program. He passed Cole Caulfield, um, in scoring incredible stuff, historic stuff. Uh, take it away. Yeah, I mean, just incredible stuff from him. And he's just, you know, looking better and better every day. I feel like he's just breaking records every week or two. We have to mention him because he's breaking a breaking a new record. And yeah, he's playing on the U17 team. So he's only 16. He turned 17 in, in August. So still pretty young. Uh, but he's really making a case for himself for the 2024 NHL draft. So he's not going to be this year, but the next year. Uh, and he just keeps on climbing up those rankings because he's breaking all of these records. It's absolutely insane. Uh, and I think Minnesota fans are really excited that he's committed there because uh, you don't just break records like that easily. And if you do, you know, good things are usually uh, set to happen. And obviously, yeah, passing. Cole Caulfield's record is is pretty crazy. I think he has like 55 goals now or something just insane like that. Absolutely insane. Um, all right. Well, another n- note here is that, you know, we li- we like to think that maybe the Hughes brothers are the the reigning, uh, I would say, dynasty uh, of families, maybe in, in the NHL right now. It seems like, you know, they have all the up and comers. But there's a, there's another one that's building. It's the Hudson bros, um, because Cole Hudson, um, younger brother, Dulane and Quinn. Um, is uh, is now is now has set the the record for U17 national team development program points uh, for a defenseman in a season. So crazy stuff. Yeah, it's been like a really huge year for the national team this year. Like obviously they they always have really good players, but sometimes you have even I don't know better players that are breaking records, which is crazy. And yeah, the Hudson family uh, really talented because Lane and Quinn obviously doing really good at BU and Lane has been crazy. I'm sure we'll talk about it later when we talk about some of the Hobie stuff. And I think there's a a fourth one too, who's still younger. So not that many people have heard of him yet, Uh, but they're like just so, so good. And Cole Hudson now has also just been an insane defenseman uh, putting up a bunch of points, you know, really good offensive defenseman. And uh, he's also committed to BU. So BU is just going to have like the Hudson bros, like power team, I guess, of just all these, really, really good players. And he's scoring at almost a point per game right now. So yeah, that's definitely a a pretty good family right there. Yeah. That's, I mean, like I said, they're giving the Hughes brothers a run for their money. Uh, Lane, we will touch on a bit later in the show uh, in just in terms of the Hobie Baker stuff, but he's, he's absolutely killing it as well. Um, All right. 
the Muskegon ten. Uh, sorry, Muskegon. I was about to say the Muskegon Tenders. My goodness, that would be that would <laughs> be, be an also, interesting name. That'd be a good name. Sorry, Muskegon Tenders. Cameron O'Coin, um, who is whose dad uh, is is uh, Adrian O'Coin, and actually his brother we talked about. I believe it was last week. Um, Kyle is a Detroit draft pick. Yeah, so another good family there. We have a couple players today in today's shows that have like a good like hockey family ties, but there's not a ton of USHL tenders every year. But Cameron Coin has been tendered by Muskegon. He's currently playing for Chicago Mission right now. He's 16. He's listed as a 5'11 uh, left-handed defenseman, uh, and obviously he has really good uh, family members that play hockey. So I assume he's going to be the same, especially if he's already signing a tender to the USHL at this young of an age. So that's definitely a, a prospect to look out for if you're a Muskegon fan or a USHL fan in general. Here's the Muskegon tenders. They're 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 doing great. It's going to be awesome. Um, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> so the NCAA, lots of fun stuff happening. You know, obviously we got the Frozen Four coming up and everything, but the main, I would say the the main thing that's going down in the NCAA is the signings. There are a million. So why don't we jump into a couple, rip through these, starting with uh, seventh round pick from 2020. Incredible sort of story on this guy uh, uh, that I'll elaborate in a second. Ryan Tverberg uh, from UConn signs with the Leafs. He was a seventh round pick. And actually, um, it was towards the absolute end of the draft. Uh, the Leafs made a random like, you know, tr trade a seventh rounder next year to get a seventh rounder this year from Boston. Um, and they ended up picking him. And because this was the COVID draft, right? Like no one really like we were all online. Um, literally to Verberg's dad was like sending footage, uh, sending like game tape, basically to leaf scouts to be like, Hey, like pick my kid. I know you couldn't see him in person, but pick my kid. And, uh, and look what happened. He now gets in the LC. Yeah. So doing good. I think he's already playing with the Marlies if I'm not. Mistaken. Yes. He's already yeah. joined them. Yeah. He's already up there, but that's one. There's a couple we missed last week cause there's been so many. So I wanted to include them because he, yeah, for a seventh round pick has been doing, uh, Pretty good. I mean, a really good value there. He had 15 goals, 15 assists uh, after his his junior year, and he was a former seventh round pick. So really good value there. We'll just have to see how he does uh, here in the next couple of games because he's already playing. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to Trevor Kunter um, or Kuntar. Is it either one? Yeah, um, I think um, it's Kuntar. Yeah. Kuntar. Okay. Trevor Kuntar of, of uh, Boston College signs with uh, the, the Bruins. ELC begins next season. Yeah, so it looks like it's beginning in the fall. He was a 2020 third round pick. Had some good points, 13 goals, 16 assists this season in his junior year. Uh, so a lot of juniors in this list, a lot of players, you know, leaving one year or two years early if they wanted to possibly use a fifth year. So not super surprising there, but Kuntar, it looks like, has made some nice progress in the NCAA uh, every year, just getting uh, better and better, putting up more points and stuff. So that'll be a, a good prospect to have in, in the Bruin system if you're a Boston fan. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to another one is that the Jets have signed uh, Providence's Parker Ford, who's already actually scored in his AHL game. He's already debuted. This is a two-year ELC. Yeah, he's playing with the Manitoba Moose. Yeah, in Manitoba, he already scored in, in his first game, so that's uh, pretty crazy to see. Uh, so he's playing with Manitoba right now. A little bit smaller. He's five foot nine, so he's not the tallest guy, but I know there's a, a lot of teams that were possibly interested in him. 26 points in 37 games in his senior season, so he can put up some points, and uh, looks like he already found some scoring in his first AHL game. So that's always a, a good sign to see. You know, you get in your first game, and you already get a goal, so that's pretty cool to see. It's always good to sort of, you know, 
hit the hit the ground running. It's oh, yeah. to say. Um, all right. Next one is Akito Hirase um, of Minnesota State signs a one year ELC with Vancouver. Um, this is this is one that I saw a lot of people on Twitter being excited about, and it seems uh, seems like the hype might be real. Yeah, Minnesota State had a lot of players that were like top free agents this year. So when the season ended, everybody was paying attention to it. Uh, so both uh, Jake Livingstone of Minnesota State and then Akito Hiroshi, both of them ended up signing uh, recently. So Hiroshi's going to Vancouver. He's a six foot left handed defenseman from Calgary in his junior season. He doesn't post a ton of goals. He only had four goals, but he has a ton of assists. He had 23 this year. Definitely was a guy that I heard had NHL interest last year, but decided to come back and, and play this year. Definitely sad if you're a Minnesota State fan to see him go and not use up all of his eligibility, but he was definitely ready. And then his teammate, Jake Livingstone, another player, a lot of people were kind of excited to see where he went. He signs a, a one-year deal with Nashville, and he had eight goals, 27 assists this year. So also pretty good. And he's a really big guy, 6'3", 200 pounds, right-handed defenseman. So, uh, yeah, some some good signings there for, for Minnesota State. Absolutely. All right, moving on to Denver now is a Carter Mazer uh, signs with the Red Wings, you know, former third round pick had a big sophomore season this year, and he's already debuted in the NHL, or the, not the NHL, the AHL. Yeah, so a lot of these players are, you know, signing and then immediately heading out to wherever they're going and usually playing. There's a couple of players that are waiting until until the fall, but I feel like most of the time they want to start playing right away. Uh, and Carter Mazer, obviously an electric player. We've talked about him before in, in the Detroit Prospects episode show. He had a ton of points this year. I think he was second in, in Denver's scoring behind Massimo Rizzo. Former third-round pick three-year entry-level contract because he's going to be probably a high-level prospect. And he had 22 goals and 15 assists this season. So again, if you're a Denver fan, probably sad to see him go, but he's definitely a guy that it seems like is probably ready to uh, take that next step. Absolutely. He's, he's someone that, you know, is getting some, so I would say that scouts are scouts like him. There's some hype around him. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I've definitely, definitely heard that. All right. Harvard lost a trio of very you know important players. Um, for next year, you know, it's it's a shame. I don't know how Harvard, uh, you know, the esteemed institution will survive. Um, but, you know, I think they'll keep moving on. I picture every Harvard player, by the way, as like the guy from Goodwill Hunting with the ponytail <laughs> that oh, uh, yeah. that Matt Damon just schools in that in that bar. So I just, you know, j just a side note, but it's very funny that Harvard is is uh, you know they're so prevalent here. But yes, they lost uh, Matt Coronado, uh, Sean Farrell, and Henry Thrun. This is highlighted, I, I'd say, by uh, Coronado, considering he was the 13th overall pick in 2020, I believe. So, Yeah, um, I mean, they're losing kind of a lot, but that was yeah. kind of expected. And I mean, watching that last game that Harvard played, they played so bad. I know it was kind of brutal. Mm -hmm. Some people... Uh, laughed I, I wrote a I wrote the recap for that game on the rink live and I, I think I what was the title it was like Harvard shows literally no redeeming qualities uh because they just it was it was a terrible game like they just played so bad so I wasn't really surprised to see these signings already and I wouldn't be surprised if there's even more coming from Harvard obviously uh people are going to be excited to see Matt Coronado for for Calgary Sean Farrell for Montreal and Henry Thrun to San Jose and I think they all signed NHL deals. So I'm not they sure. Did, if, yeah. Yeah. I, I would assume a lot of them, I don't know when their debut is, I assume soon, but I, I, they're all pretty big uh, prospects that people are excited to, to see. And Harvard has a ton, a ton of draft picks. So like I said, that's, this probably isn't even it for Harvard. I, I bet there's probably a couple more players that 
uh, might end up signing here. But those were three really big ones because those are three really good players, especially Coronado, people love, and and Farrell, and then Thrun, also really good. So, yeah, definitely a bittersweet if you're a Harvard fan there. Yeah, I know I know for sure that Coronado has already joined uh, the Flames, so he will likely be making his debut soon. But these are a, a trio of exciting sort of players that are going to be debuting for their teams. But, yeah, Harvard has lost a lot. Um, all right, Jaden uh, – Jane Struble of Northeastern uh, has gone to Laval, um, you know, of the AHL, which is Montreal's AHL affiliate. Uh, you know, he's a second round pick. Yeah, he's a guy that doesn't produce a, a ton of points necessarily. He's a senior who had one goal and 11 assists this year, but I heard his physical presence is mostly what uh, people like about him. Six foot left-handed defenseman. He's a second round pick, so obviously he's he's got some talent there and he played four years at Northeastern. So uh, he must feel pretty ready to, to take that next step. And yeah, it sounds like he's going to be headed out to uh, the AHL and probably get started here soon. Exciting stuff. All right. Western Michigan's Max Sasson signed with Vancouver. Another, you know, the Canucks signing another guy here uh, to your ELC will report to uh, their AHL affiliate on ATO. Yeah, so again, we have a couple of teammates here. I just like to list them all together. But Max Sasson, uh, this one, again, a player that Western Michigan, not super excited to lose. I'm sure fans are sad to see him go because he had a really uh, good year this year. He had 15 goals and 27 assists this year This year as a sophomore. So just a huge sophomore season. I'm sure their fans would have loved to see him come back, but obviously he just tore it up. Uh, so not super surprised by that. And then his teammate, Jason Polin, who uh, – had just had an enormous year this year. He was he was insane. He had a ton of goals, just a ridiculous year from him. He signs uh with Colorado and it sounds like he's going to head to the to the Eagles, the AHL team here. And I know there was a couple teams reportedly in on him because he had just a fantastic season, so I'm sure a lot of people were going after him because uh there were some really big free agents this year in college hockey and he was one of them. So, he's going to head out to uh Colorado and the Eagles. Yeah, that's that's extremely exciting. Um, all right, Sam Malinsky of Cornell uh, signed. He's another guy who's going to be joining the Eagles. Signed a two-year ELC uh, with the with the Avalanche. Um, he's going to be on a PTO this year. So yeah, that's why that's how he's able to join uh, join the Eagles and uh, another you know very you know exciting defenseman. Yeah, this one I think just hit this morning. So this was like one of the most recent ones of this list because we have, you know, a week in between recording time. So this was a really recent one. A uh, couple Cornell guys recently signing and he's a 5'11 right-handed defenseman. Uh, one of their top uh, defenders for that team. He can also put up some points. So that's a, that's a pretty good one there for them. And Colorado, it seems like scooping up a, a couple of players here. Scooping them all up. They love it. All right. And then finally, we got UMD's Wyatt Kaiser. Uh, signing with the Blackhawks, and he's actually already in their lineup. They look the Blackhawks. They need they need as much as they can get, as much help as they can get. So there you go. Yeah, Wyatt Kaiser was a third round pick in 2020, so he was a fairly high pick up there. And he was just a junior at UMD, so I know some fans were hoping he'd come back for another season, but he's been really good. Uh, so I wasn't super surprised. He's already played in a couple games for Chicago. I don't think he has a goal yet, but he did get a point. He got an assist the other night, so he already has a point uh, in in the NHL, which is cool. He's a six foot left handed defenseman from Minnesota. Uh, he played in the World Junior Cup, I believe it was the. We have all the calendar years messed up because of COVID, but I think it was the one from last year, technically. Uh, but yeah, he's a really high level guy, really good prospect, and he's already skating with Chicago. So that's cool. That is exciting stuff. All right. We have a ton of AHL notes here. 
Um, so let's just rip through them as fast as we can because yeah. it is it there. There are so many. I mean, yeah, I can just quick go. So I'm gonna these. wind you up, and you're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make a quick note of these, but I wasn't gonna mention them too much. Um, but we had a lot of guys just signing, you know, tryout deals for AHL teams or just uh, short deals for AHL teams. So Keaton Master Donato Canisius is going to Texas Stars on an ATO. Denver's Justin Lee is going to Wilkes-Barre Scranton on an ATO. Uh, one of the guys we mentioned a few weeks ago, Connor Murphy, who was Union's goalie, uh, was released from his. But then they added uh, the goaltender of Alaska to theirs. So they're kind of like swapping in and out some guys sort of seeing who's best for their team. Uh, another Denver guy, Kyle May, he was going to Colorado. The the Eagles, again, scooping up some guys. Uh, goalie Dylan St. Cyr was released from his ATO with with Grand Rapids and, and the Griffins. Uh, so that was a little sad to see because he's a really good goalie, but I know he is really short. He's like 5'8", so that can be tough uh, to get some playing time. And at the AHL level, I know when there's those really tall guys, you know, going up against you. Uh, Michael Miller of St. Cloud State signed a two-year entry-level deal with Tucson. Uh, the goalie of UMass Lowell, Gustavs Davis Griegels. I'm, I'm not exactly sure on his pronunciation. I'm so sorry. Uh, he's going to Milwaukee, their AHL team. And then Ben Berard of Cornell, uh, also signing with the Texas Stars. Uh, he's a senior forward. So there was a lot of guys, uh, but I thought we would just quickly mention them because, you know, shout out. And we'll see how they do. I assume they're all going to be uh, making their debuts here soon. All right. Well, you know, speaking of who's returning and who's leaving on certain certain teams, um, we have some good news and we have some bad news uh, for certain for certain schools. So Notre Dame, they got some good news uh, in the sense because Ryan Bischel and Trevor Janicki will be returning. Yeah, this was really big news for Notre Dame. Uh, I saw that they posted this. So Ryan Bischel was he just had a really good year this year in goal. So to have your goalie come back and say he's going to use that fifth season, that's really big. That's really cool to see. He's a six foot one goalie. So he's not like crazy tall, but he's tall enough. He's over six foot. So that's always a, a thing that I'm sure people are excited to see, but he had a really good year this year. He had a 0.931 save percentage, 2.39 goals against average all while Notre Dame had, you know, some ups and downs. They were good at points. They were not so good at points. Uh, and then Trevor Janicki is coming back for a fifth year as well. He's a fifth round pick of Anaheim. Um, so people weren't sure what he would do. Uh, and he's five foot ten. He had 22 points this year. So some good news there for, for Notre Dame fans. That's exciting. Now, unfortunately, if you're a North Dakota fan, you're not getting not getting some great news here uh, because they will return. And this is insane. I don't know how much this happens usually. Yeah, um, in the NCAA, but none of the defensemen on their 2022-23 roster uh, will return next year. They've either graduated, signed, or they're they've hit uh, you know they're hitting the transfer portal. That's nuts. None of their defensemen yeah. are returning. I literally just saw that the other day, and everyone was sort of you know talking about it on Twitter because a lot of times, yeah, you can have years where you know a good chunk of defensemen leave, but I don't know if I've ever really seen it where everyone leaves and that's assuming everyone in the transfer portal is leaving. I know sometimes there's some cases where guys end up coming back, but I feel like if you enter the portal, it's really rare that they end up staying at the team that they are currently at. So uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting because you're either going to have to bring in a bunch of transfers and a bunch of freshmen, or I don't even know what you do then because that's just uh that's crazy. And I can't imagine that's going to be easy next year for them just getting a whole new 
decor. That's kind of crazy. And uh, two players, too, that I know from North Dakota, I saved for this bit since we're already talking about them. But Mark Senden, who was a, a fifth year, he is playing in the AHL with Charlotte. He already scored a goal. Uh, I know Tyler Clevin's already, I think, ready to play with Ottawa, I think, mm-hmm. soon. Uh, and then Ryan Sidorski, it looks like, is headed to the AHL on an ATO with Milwaukee. So good news to see all the players, you know, moving on and, and becoming pro. But, yeah, it's going to be, I think, kind of rough next year for their decor for North Dakota. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That They, they have a long road ahead of them, uh, you know, to get some of that cohesion uh, that you're missing. But anyway, Minnesota Duluth. You know, we, we, we're going to do the, the good news, bad news sandwich here. We had some good news yeah. and we had some bad news. We're ending with some good news here is Minnesota Duluth. Uh, sounds like Luke Lowheat, Quinn Olson, and Matthew Thiessen, or sorry, Thiessen, are all going to return uh, next year for their fifth year, fifth and final year of eligibility. Yeah, wasn't like super surprised on this, but you got to be excited if you're a Bulldog fan. You got three draft picks that are all returning for a fifth year. That's definitely uh, some good news because obviously if they're a draft pick, they've shown that they have promise and those have all been good players for UMD. I know this was Tyson's first year in goal with them after he transferred, but he's going to take another year. They're all going to use their fifth year. So uh, yeah, that's some good news there for, for UMD fans. That yeah, so we got like I said, we got the good news, bad news sandwich there, which is great. Um, all right, the news that has dominated <clears throat> Twitter today is the Hobie Baker. We have the we have the finalists, uh, you know, as I like to say, the hat trick finalists. Um, and they've been revealed to be Logan Cooley, uh, Matthew Nyes, and Adam Fantilli. Now, those are all incredible players who have incredible seasons, but there's some controversy here in the sense that people thought guys like uh, uh like like Lane Hudson might have a say in this. What do you think of the uh, of the hat trick finalists here? Yeah, I know. Like a lot of people on the internet, you know, a lot of these awards you can't think about them too much sometimes because there's a thousand different players that probably, well, not a thousand, but there's a good chunk of players that could have <laughs> made these these top three for this award. So I don't want to think about it too much because obviously, like, I'm not a voter, so nothing I could have done could have impacted this uh but yeah people are kind of upset honestly if you're a gopher fan you're excited but i think everyone knew fantilly was going to be up there people know matthew nice is really really good uh but if you look at his stats they're not really that good compared to some of the other players that were up there so some people were like okay we know matthew nice is an awesome player but were his stats really that good to be a hat trick finalist this year? And Logan Cooley, obviously a, a really good player as well, but it's pretty uncommon to see teammates in in the top three. And I think uh, like a lot of people, I was definitely bummed to not see Lane Hudson up there, especially because he's had the best season for a defenseman. in I don't even know how long, um, like just, absolutely insane. Uh, and I saw a lot of people too saying, well, Jason Poland might've gotten close to getting in there as well, because he had 30 goals this year. That's really mm-hmm. rare to, to do that in college hockey. Uh, and a lot of times it seems like they value goals over just points in general. So yeah, I saw a lot of people uh, definitely bummed about Lane Hudson. I definitely was as well. Cause I feel like he's had a great season, but he hasn't had as much of the buzz as some of the other players have. Uh, and then I know some people too, not as much upset as Hudson, but Jason Poland too, you know, scoring 30 goals and not making it is, is kind of crazy as well. So I don't know. We'll see who wins it. I assume it's going to be Fantilli, but we'll see. I I mean, you got to think it's Fantilli. He's just had an unbelievable year, but then again, who knows, man, we, no one, no one really expected Matthew Nice to get nominated for this award and he did. So yeah, who are we to predict? Um, all right. The frozen four is nearly upon us. Sydney, this is this is huge. Why don't you take us through, you know, 
a who made it, but also, you know, key players to look out for. And uh, I guess your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, this year it's going to be really interesting. The Frozen Four, it's in Tampa this year, so I won't be there since that's not necessarily the closest uh, place to me. But I think it is is it is in St. Paul next year, so I'll be at the one next year. Uh, but yeah, I, I believe the first game is going to be Minnesota playing BU. I think that's going to be a really, really fun game. BU had, uh, they just had a really great showing. Obviously, we already mentioned Lane Hudson and his brother. They've been really, really good. They kind of have a good mix of a little bit of everything, honestly. So I think that should be a really fun game in Minnesota. Like we mentioned, Cooley, nice, Snuggerud, like they just got all these really good uh, flashy players on their team. I think that's going to be a super, super fun game. And then on the other side of things, you know, you have Michigan who has, you know, the Fantillies and again, a bunch of other really, really, uh, you know, flashy kind of draft picks that have been putting up really insane plays. And then they get to play Quinnipiac and Quinnipiac, uh, a team that, you know, maybe a little less flashy, but they're also really good. Colin Graff has had an insane season for them. Um, they also have Yaniv Peretz, who's been a ridiculously good goaltender. So I don't know. I think both of those games could be really interesting. I feel like a lot of people think we're headed for a, a Minnesota-Michigan rematch, uh, but we shall see. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm really excited for the games after uh, a lot of the, the regionals were really terrible, like huge blowout games so i'm hoping just for some fun competitive games next week on thursday should be a blast uh you know we'll have more about that um when we when we come back next week all right sydney we don't have we have about half as many prospects this week than we did last week yeah um, kind of nice to be honest sometimes i, I feel honest, like we got a lot <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of uh it's a little bit of a breather here it's nice um so we you know we're making our way through the atlantic division um, breaking down the, their prospects in the American pipeline. We are at the Florida Panthers now, um, who actually, I actually uh, covered beating the Leafs last night. So they are a team that's desperate. They're hoping for some of these guys to work out in the, in the years ahead, considering they don't pick in the first round until I believe it's 2026. So let's see, you know, how, how good, let's see their, their odds, basically, starting with uh, uh, Mackie Samoskevich. Yeah, kind of a long name there, but he had a, a big week in the regionals for Michigan. Uh, fun name to say, though, Mackie Samuskevich. He was actually the 24th overall pick in, in 2021. Five foot eleven forward. He's from Connecticut. He's 20. He's currently playing on, on that first line right wing for Michigan. That great team. They're headed to the Frozen Four, like we said. He's a, a former World Junior Cup guy. He actually uh, played at Shattuck St. Mary's and then played in the USHL with Chicago for a while. Sophomore this year, so I don't know if he's a guy that after whenever Michigan, you know, whatever they do in the Frozen Four, if he's going to be leaving after this year, not quite sure. We'll have to see. Uh, but this year, he's had a really, really good year. He's had 43 points in 38 games, so he definitely has had a, a really big year this year. After last year, doing well, but not quite as flashy. He had like 29 points, so he really picked it up this year. Really crazy good year. Uh, I wouldn't really be surprised if he ends up uh, – head into Florida here after after the Frozen Four. Would not be shocked. All right, then we got Mike Benning. Um, just uh, basically an, another another member of the Benning family. There's a ton of them. Um, you know, there's Matt Benning. There's Jim Benning. There's, you know, everyone's a Benning these days. Uh, Matt, Mike Benning, though, is a 2020 fourth-round pick uh, from Den or from Edmonton initially, but, but you know, played at Denver. Um, interesting to see where he uh, where he ends up. 
yeah, another huge hockey family. I know there's a couple of them. So I know if you look him up, uh, it says like, here's all the players he's related to that also are really good hockey players. So that's cool to see. But yeah, he's a, a little bit on the shorter side, five foot nine, but right-handed defenseman. He played in the AJHL for juniors, actually, which is interesting. Um, but he's a junior at Denver this year. He's been kind of one of their top offensive defensemen um, all the three years he's been at Denver, honestly. Uh, he was top three in scoring this year, so put up a, a lot of points. I think I believe it went Rizzo, Mazer, and then Benning. So that's, you know, not easy to do. Uh, and then he was in the top five for scoring, I believe, like the past two years before that. So he's really good at, at putting up some points here. So that's definitely a, a good prospect to have if you're Florida. Definitely a, a good offensive defenseman there. Huge prospect to have. Um, well, a teammate of Denver is Jack Devine or Jack Devine, either one. He was a seventh rounder uh, from this past draft, but a pretty great seventh rounder. Yeah, I think this is another one of those really good value seventh round picks uh, because he's five foot eleven forward from Illinois. He's nineteen. He was a national team development program guy. A lot of times, those guys always are probably going to be good value. But he had a good freshman year, but he really exploded uh, this past year, doing really well. He was sixth in scoring on the team. He had 31 points this year, so just shy of being a, a point per game. Uh, I think I would assume he would come back and play one more year still just because I think it could be good for him to come back and really just dominate at the next at, at this level next year. You know, he had a decent freshman season, comes back. He was really solid this year, you know, come back for a third year and really dominate. I think that would be good for him, but we'll see what he ends up doing. Again, a lot of players still making their decisions as to whether or not they're they're coming back or they're signing now that uh, we're entering the, the offseason here. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. All right. And then we got Carter Berger uh, from Western Michigan. He's 23, so he's getting up there. Um, considering he played, he played uh, three years at UConn, but he was a fourth-round pick in 2019. Yeah, this is one of the transfer portal players here. He uh, played at UConn and then transferred to Western Michigan last year in the offseason. Like you said, he is uh, a little bit older. They're 23 right now, left-handed defenseman. He was really good at Western Michigan this year, though. I mean, he's 6 feet, 200 pounds, so pretty good size there. And this year just by far had his, had his best season, to be honest. He had about 10 points a season before that. And this year he had five goals and 18 assists. So really just exploded. So that transfer ended up working out uh, pretty well. He, he actually played in the, the BCHL before he went to college uh, and he could play a fifth year. So we'll see what he ends up doing uh, because he's already played for if he's going to use his fifth or if he's going to decide to uh, go pro. Very, very exciting stuff here. All right. Then we got Owen Lindmark from Wisconsin, 2019 fifth round pick. Interesting center here. Uh, used to be a national team development program. He's a senior at Wisconsin now. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting prospect. I mean, he it doesn't really seem like he kind of found his his scoring in the NCAA. You know, freshman year, sophomore year, did fairly well around like 17 points and then dropped to like one point and then now had nine this year. So it seemed like he... I don't know if it's just kind of like the Wisconsin effect. You know, they haven't been a very good team uh, this year, last year, that kind of thing. Uh, obviously, now they're going to have a coaching change. So that kind of affects things. I would assume that he's going to want to come back and do a fifth year because just based on stats alone, it doesn't seem like he's ready to go pro. But, you know, I don't really know. It's kind of hard to judge some of the Wisconsin prospects just because Wisconsin hasn't really been that good. So they have some good prospects, but sometimes it's hard to tell how good they really are since the team itself, you know, hasn't been very good. Mm -hmm. 
That's a very good point there. All right. And then finally, Tyler Muzelik of New Hampshire. He's a national team development program goalie, um, sixth round pick in 2022. Yeah, this is kind of similar to, to the last pro- prospect. I mean, UNH wasn't super good this year, so it's kind of hard to judge some of these stats. Uh, he's only 18, so he's really young still, and he didn't have like crazy good freshman stats, to be honest. He had around an 883 save percentage in 13 games, so not crazy, but I mean, if you're a freshman and you're playing, that's already probably a good sign. You know, a lot of freshmen don't even get many minutes at the NCAA level, um, but I assume he's just going to keep advancing through the NCAA and, and getting better and better, hopefully. In the NTDP, he had around a 900 save percentage, so nothing too crazy, but I would assume he's probably going to come back and uh, keep on improving year after year. So we'll sort of see what happens with him. Not quite sure uh, what really to think about him as, as a prospect yet. Yeah, well, we'll have to see, uh, but we're going to have to wait until at least until next week uh, to find out because we've reached the end of the show. Sydney, this is always a blast. Um, we're going to have, we will either have a preview or a, a, a post view, a recap sort of um, of the frozen four uh that's coming up it's going to be it's going to be absolutely electric crazy stuff um so yeah if you'd like to listen to this podcast or any past episodes of any of the hockey news podcasts go to thehockeynews.com slash podcast um or you can find them on pretty much any pod uh you know podcatcher in their own streams it's lovely all right sydney thank you so much for joining me um and uh can't wait for next week